I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The 11 to 1 Show. I, along with thousands of people around the country, will be leaving the comfort of my bed at the crack of dawn this Saturday. It's all very, very special cause. Details on the way. Blondie, heart of glass. Sinead Brazel here with you. You can get in touch 086-1800-658. This Saturday morning, I will be leaving the comfort of my bed at about three o'clock in the morning to come in here. Yeah, to come in here... Why? Well, Darkness Into Light is happening this weekend. It's such a wonderful, wonderful campaign every single year and it is supported by Electric Ireland. It's going to happen all over the country at 4.15 on Saturday, this Saturday, March, or sorry, May the 6th. And I will be here in studio with Chris Murray. I know I'm really excited about this uh, because myself and himself are going to be having a chat on the air. We're going to be getting you going. We're going to be playing great music. We are going to be keeping you company as you take part in these walks all around the North East and we want to hear from you. So if you are involved in Darkness and Light, are you signed up this year? Are you taking part? Let us know because we want to mention you on the air. We want to talk to you on the air if you're up for that as well. 086-1800-658. So if you are organising one in the area, if you are taking part for the first time, if you are a seasoned Darkness and Light uh, participant, do let us know because we would absolutely love to hear from you. And it's just such a lovely, lovely event. So it starts off in darkness if you've never done this before it starts off in darkness everybody goes off on this walk together it's a lovely walk you can run it if you like uh, you can jog you can crawl <laughs> whatever you want to do and you all go together as a community and then the walk finishes as sun starts to rise and it's indescribable the feeling there's a real sense of togetherness there's a real sense of love in the community and of course this is all to raise funds for the wonderful people in Pieta House there's still time by the way to sign up if you haven't signed up and you'd love to get involved in it darknessintolight.ie that is the main website for it and you can kind of see there's loads of different walks around this area that you can get into so if you I'm actually on the website as we speak if you click into official walks so you will see all of the areas there so you can select your country uh, you can select your area uh, and where everything is happening so say for example I go into this here we are in Ireland obviously Republic of Ireland we're going to go into a county let's go for loud first of all oh sure look our Deidre had a Dundalk Dunlear straight away come up uh, and then of course for me as well we have Enfield Ferry House Laytown Bowdistown Minolte Trim and Navin so there's loads of locations around the northeast if you want to get involved in it and it is such a great thing to do. So we're going to be in here, myself and Chris, having the crack, keeping you company along the way. And if you want to reach out to us, if you want to send us a voice note or anything like that, we would love to hear from you on 086-1800-658. Now, the only problem I have now is, how am I going to get up at that time? How am I going to actually... I'm going to need like a foghorn. Some, there's going to need to be drastic measures, I think, to get me out of the bed at that time, because, particularly on a Saturday so yeah, that'll be a bit of a challenge. Any <laughs> solutions for that, let me know as well. 086-1800-658. Now on the way, I have tickets, VIP tickets to Rockathon for you. Going to give you all the details of that. Here's uh, some more music first though. Here's Codeline. It's how I know you are the one. 
There's Codeline with the one. Now, you know that she's the one. You've been dating for a while. You buy the ring and you're all set to ask her to marry you. But do you check with the in-laws first? I'm going to be chatting about this and asking your views on it right after the break. The 11 to 1 show. Asking the in-laws for their daughter's hand in marriage. Is this a nice custom or an outdated tradition? Presenters Anton Savage and Tommy Bow got into quite the heated debate recently about this on Ireland AM and they were discussing whether or not it was a nice idea to ask the future in-laws if uh, you could marry their daughter. Tommy Bow in favour thinking it was a lovely idea whilst Anton Savage completely disagreeing saying you know why should my adult daughter need my permission to marry now this custom you know is going you're talking going way back isn't it where it was sort of a respectful thing for uh suitors of the daughter's hand that's how long we're talking about here even using this language um, you know it was much more respectful to ask the father of the house particularly um, you know he had to approve was it a good match uh, you know had the the prospective husband had he got land you know this sort of thing um, and I would have thought something like this would have died out a long time ago. But people, I think, still do this. Now, my husband didn't ask for my hand in marriage. I think I would have been surprised had he asked as well. Um, because I just feel it's very outdated. I am, He knows how independent I am. And I'm firmly in the camp of I don't think you need to do this in this day and age. I think it's something that should die out personally. I mean, you know, you're, you're asking the woman to marry you, not the father. You're like... Her father doesn't oversee her decisions. She's a grown woman with her own mind. She doesn't need her father going, oh yeah, that's grand. Yeah, fire ahead. Like, you know, I don't see why the parents need to be part of the engagement thing at all. Before he pops the question, oh, I'll ask the dad and see if that's the right thing. I don't know. What do you think? Is it a nice custom? Is it something that's a bit outdated? And is it like, I'm kind of thinking it's a little bit, sort of insulting I'm going to say uh, to the woman because like I say I don't think a woman needs her dad's permission or approval or any of that crack I think it's very old fashioned that's me what do you think is it a nice tradition did you ask for uh, your in-laws permission for their blessing that kind of thing let me know 086 658 we will Miley Cyrus with flowers and LMFM's 11 to 1. Couple of messages trickling in on 086-1800-658. I'm asking, is it, you know, outdated to kind of say uh, to the in-laws, can I have your permission or blessing to marry your daughter? I think it's very outdated. Other people uh, think differently. It is nice. It's nice to know that the in-laws improve, uh, sorry, approve. Uh, they are part of uh, the excitement then with, the, with all this. Like, look, you know, I see that point of it, I suppose. But like, you can always tell them afterwards, oh, look, we got engaged, you know. And then they are still caught up in the excitement of it. Married 20 years now. I did ring up the father-in-law uh, to ask, was sweating doing it. Worse than act- asking herself, was very nervous, says Michael. Uh, I imagine you probably would be I agree with the old tradition next thing the bride will arrive at the altar on an e-scooter <laughs> My son, that's not a bad idea I, that's kind of hilarious my son-in-law flew all the way from San Francisco to Navin to ask for my daughter Claire's hand in marriage says Anton in Navin that's kind of romantic actually I'm thinking uh, Anton He that's like very romantic you know he's flying all the way to make sure but I don't know I I, like he's going to that lens for her is lovely and I wonder did, was it important for her to have your blessing with regards to all of it as well um, for me I just feel it's very outdated I'm my own person I don't need my dad's permission to be married that's just me do keep those coming in though 086 658 now it's competition time <laughs> Festival season is upon us and all this week we're giving you the chance to win VIP tickets to Rockathon. It is a brilliant, brilliant event. It is happening in Fairy House Racecourse 27th of May. Uh, Rock Concert will have amazing tribute bands on stage and promises to be a great family-friendly event for parents and kids. Now, I have VIP tickets. It's going to give you entry to Rockathon, free camping, private VIP area with your bar and balcony, and these tickets are usually 85 euro. I'm giving them away to you today. 
and it's very, very easy. All you have to do is finish the line of a classic rock song. So yesterday we had Living on a Prayer Bon Jovi. Today, I'm just going to give you a line. You need to give me the next line and tell me the, the name of the song and the artist, okay? I see a little silhouette of a man. I see a little silhouette of a man. What's the next line and tell me the song? 86 658 for your chance to get your hands on those tickets. I think it's very easy. I think you're going to know it straight away. I almost sang it like it as well. I'm trying to be very neutral with this. I see a little silhouette of a man. 86 658 There's Gavin James, always on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, are you unemployed and have you been unemployed for a long time? Are you hoping to get back into the world of work, but you're unsure of how to go about it? Well, perhaps the community employment scheme is for you. We're going to be finding out more about this next. The 11 to 1 show. Are you unemployed? Are you hoping to return to the workforce, but you're unsure of where to start? Well, perhaps the community employment programme might be for you. So the CE scheme, it's designed to help people who are in long term unemployment to get back to work by offering part time or temporary placements in jobs based in their local community. Joining me now to tell us more about how the programme works and the benefits to signing up to the scheme are Sinead Toher. She's one of the supervisors of one of the 13 community employment schemes in Meath. We also have Edel. Moore. She's from Navin. She's in full-time employment after completing this CE scheme. Ladies, you're very welcome. How are we doing? Good, thank you. Thank you for having us on. Great to, great to have both of you there. Now, I'm going to start with yourself, Sinead. First of all, tell me more about what is the CE scheme? How does it work? So, uh, community employment's been around for a long time. It's a government-funded return-to-work programme. Um, it's aimed at those who are long-term unemployed or particularly disadvantaged from the labour market. Um, the jobs take place in the community sector, so it's all non-profit organisations, but the jobs can lead you to private employment. So the, in, in Mead, we have over 400 CE places, wow. and it covers a wide range of activities. Yeah, so 400 placements, uh, and as you say, you are one of the supervisors of over the 13, of, of one of the 13 schemes in Mead. So uh, tell me what you're doing there. You're based at Claremont Stadium. So I'm based in Claremont Stadium. So most of my the organisations I'm linked to are within and in and around Navin Town. Um, so we have positions in uh, a number of industries. So we would cover building maintenance, ground maintenance, retail, admin. There's a scheme beside me which is healthcare. There's also childcare, tourism, um, travel. So we we've a, a whole variety of of sectors we cover. Um, believe it or not. Yeah, God, that really is a, a yeah, lot of yeah. a lot of different areas. And you know, it's great like if people are saying out of work for a while maybe they you know decided to leave work to raise children they're trying to get back in but they don't know what area they'd like to go to something like this is a great taster isn't it? Yeah exactly I mean people become unemployed for a number of reasons it could be changes in their own health or it could be coming back from looking after children or parents or whatever has happened and it can be difficult to get back to work and it can be hard to get started so CE is seen as a supported way to get back to work um, it's for 19 and a half hours a week it's it's given at a year at a time and there's a there's a, an emphasis on training and upskilling so you could come in never having worked in an office saying that you're interested once you're interested that's enough to get started and then you will be placed in an organization that has good quality clerical work to offer you and we provide the training then so you can do up to level five level six in office administration for example and be ready then to go into the open work at the end of your CE time oh that's fantastic uh, so I forgot about the training aspect of it as well that's that's absolutely yeah. brilliant um, yeah. so in terms of criteria then uh, Sinead what criteria do people need to, to, to have to be eligible yep. for one of the schemes so um, so the broadest is it's over 21 years of age and a mm-hmm. year unemployed on a government payment now there are exceptions to that so for groups that are even harder to reach the age is dropped to 18 and the eligibility is dropped to one week on a payment Okay, okay, so I understand what you're saying, marginalised groups, that kind of thing, yeah. I understand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to just bring Edel in. Edel Moore is on the line as well. She's from Navin and she uh, is in full-time employment now after the scheme. Edel, you're, you're very, very welcome. First of all, tell us, how long had you been unemployed prior to getting on the CE scheme? 
Okay, well, I, like yourself and Sinead said there, I was unemployed because I was looking after my children. Um, so since 2011, so quite a while really, I was uh, unemployed. Mm. And then it comes about 2016, 2017, I was in a position where my kids were old enough for me to start thinking about getting back into the workplace. Um, so that's, that's the, the start of my journey really. Um, I wasn't sure where to take it from there. But having spoken to Sports Development, which is the organisation uh, that runs the scheme here in Navan, um, which you found, I found out through my local Entrio office, um, they uh, told me about the CE scheme and what was available through it. So it just it sparked my interest. And um, I applied to go on the scheme. And within a week, I was offered a very, very interesting position in, um, in an admin role, which I was particularly interested in. So, so a week, start. that's fantastic. It's so quick, isn't it? Were you expecting yeah. it to be that fast? No, no. I had actually put a few feelers out. I was thinking, I'd say, about going back into the world of work. I'd mentioned it to a few friends and people I knew that were in employment. Um, and I got a phone call then after getting in touch with CE. And it was a week. And it was actually Joanne who phoned me, introduced herself and said, would I be interested in this particular position, which was in a school? Um, again, very, very interested in that type of environment and um, was invited in for interview and got the, the results of the interview the following day and I started the following week. Amazing. So, so yeah, brilliant. Uh, yeah, and very handy yeah. for yourself with kids as well. You know, you'll be able exactly. to kind of, you know, work around their schedule as well, that kind of thing. So what was the, the best thing about the job? What did you enjoy? Well, the job itself, the first thing was the experience, getting back into the world of work um, and getting back in touch with a working environment. I had been working full-time previous to mm-hmm. having my children, um, but the work environment obviously changes and it's organic, and even the language of the world's employment had changed. So it was just, it was a very, intri- well, a very gentle introduction back into the world of work and to update and upskill myself in the day-to-day running and a household plus going back to work with the support of CE, which was amazing. I wasn't kind of set out to see on my own. I always had them there um, to refer back to if there was any questions I had. And um, they also acted as intermediaries between myself and the employer if that was necessary. Wasn't always there were things that I was able to just approach myself and deal with. But as I say, the team on the scheme were just fantastic to have on my side, you know, going back into the world of work after so many years. Yeah, and you and like that's you're kind of listing some of the advantages there, but that is such a such a benefit to have that support. Was there any other advantages to going this way as opposed to just kind of striking out straight away and, and going for interviews, say for for full time employment? Yeah, well, I suppose having had worked previously, I did have a CV and I had updated my CV, mm. but obviously the last work that I had done had been years prior, so yeah. I employer looking at that could see the gap where I hadn't actually worked in recent years. So to up, update and make my CV current was a huge advantage. So when I then went looking for work, my most recent employment was recent and it was current. So it gave me that. Um, and just regaining or learning confidence yes. in how things are structured nowadays. But on top of that, I just have to say the training is fantastic. It's uh, it's optional to people on the team. However, it's there to be used. And if there's something you're interested in and you don't have that kind of skill on in your skill base, you can just apply and look for the funding and the support to do the training. And as a result, I basically applied for everything that I could. With And the, the employer is obviously in agreement with this and you're given like a day release to go mm-hmm. through and things like that. I ended up getting very basic training in things like child first, manual handling, health and safety, first aid, MAPA, among loads of others. But on top of that, I went on to do my, my background within construction. Okay. Um, and I was now going into the world of administration. So I thought maybe getting a qualification in administration would be the way to go. So through CE, I got a QQI level five in office administration and management, which was amazing. Um, and on top of that, I got a QQI level six which is train the trainer. So that that now gives me, um, I'm entitled to, to give training myself. Oh, amazing. Talk, talk so about full circle uh, situation yeah. for you, Edel. And, and now you are currently in a job that you love, full-time employed. Absolutely love it, yeah. It was coming up, well, I was very lucky in a lot of ways in that my CE started um, at a time, well, before COVID. And then I was doing my training and it was classroom based, which was great as well. I was out there, I was meeting people in a classroom setting. Then, unfortunately, COVID struck. 
So it turned to a blended learning, mm-hmm. which was a mixture of online training and learning and then sort of studying, self-led study and that sort of thing. Um, but also as a result of COVID, my period on the CE scheme was extended. So I was quite lucky in that I actually got three years. Ah, oh, OK. That was lucky. So yeah. Very, very lucky. Yeah. And I made good use of the time in just look see what other gaps there were in my training history and was able with Sinead and with Joanne and with the CE people to to put together a timetable of study, if you like, which was just fantastic while I was working and, you know, building on my CV and my experience. Um, So having had the three years and it was coming up to the end of my my CE placement, so I just put out a few feelers, obviously sent out my, my CV and again I got direction from CE directly about who to apply to because obviously they have links in the community and in the mm-hmm. world of employment and with employers. So I was given kind of the heads up on where to apply in order to get the job that I wanted. Now what I wanted was something to do with healthcare yeah. um, because I have a, a, a keen interest in it. Um, I just might add on that one. When I was doing my level five office administration, I was I asked for the option of doing an extra module, which was on medical terminology, which was specifically uh, it was set in place for someone who was to work in the medical field. Yes. So that was an option that was available to me, and I took it. So um, I got in touch with an agency, and I was taken on. And within, I think it was about maybe two months, like two to three months, I was offered. Um, the full-time contract with it's a government employer I now work for and I'm here full-time. Oh, Idel, talk about an absolute shining example of of the benefit that the CE scheme can can do to people's lives. Sinead is is listening there. Sinead, I mean, she's said everything that we need to say about this. It's fantastic to see that she's done so well. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant and uh, yeah, it's doable. It's possible. Um, we're here and there's lots of opportunities, as I say, many different industries with very different people coming forward um, in different age groups and for different reasons. And I just think if anyone thinks that they might be eligible, eligibility changes every now and then. So mm-hmm. It's not set in stone. And so it's worth finding out who is your local, you know, what, what is the, the C scheme in your area and maybe coming in to chat to them and, you know, see what's coming up. Um, yeah, yeah it's a, that's a great idea and in per- terms of people getting information as you say go into the local uh, place like you're in Claremont Stadium but there's others yeah. dotted around Meath uh, and they can apply directly um, yes. I do have as well uh, details of the secretary of your overall group in uh, Navin and her that's name right. is Angie and we have yeah. the details here if people want to, to get in touch with her but it's like like we've heard from Edel there this really is life changing for people yeah, it, it, it can be, you know, it can just give you a, a start or an opportunity where doors might not be opening for you in open employment just yet. You may not have a typical skill set. You may have something in your background that is creating a bigger barrier than maybe someone else has. And CE gives you the time and the opportunity to overcome that. Um, it's a very much a supported environment. We offer, um, as I say, the training opportunities. And then at the end, we offer, you know, it's, a, it's an adult guidance approach to getting back to work. Um, and we offer the job seeking interview whatever it is you need the A to Z to get back to work we do our very best um, to offer that Well it's a fantastic scheme and I've no doubt that other people will avail of it I want to thank both yourself Sinead and Edel thank you so much for sharing your story and the best of luck in your job going forward Great. Thank you very much, Sinead. Thank Can you I so just much. Say, yeah. If any CE people are listening, anyone who's been on CE or who are on it, it's just to say thank you to them because the work that they do keeps the communities moving. There are a lot of jobs, a lot of services in the community wouldn't exist without CE workers. Um, so it's just to say thank you to them. So the Meals on Wheels, the tidy towns, the sports centres that are open for the kids coming in to do their activities, that they're all on the ground um, run with a number of CE people and it's just to say well done and thanks to them. Oh, what a lovely way to, to end it. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. Sinead Toher there. She is in Claremont Stadium. If you want to get in touch with her, she's there. Also, the overall secretary, as I mentioned, is Angie Halpin and you can reach her on 046 907 one nine three eight, and if you want to get that number, we'll keep it for you here at reception. But a whole host of different positions open in the Meath area for the CE scheme. The eleven to one show. LMFM Northeast update.
with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Yes, we're going back to 1937. Margaret Mitchell wins a Pulitzer Prize for her novel Gone with the Wind. And today is National Paranormal Day. Yeah, UFOs, ghosts, visitations. Is it actually possible that these things do exist? And if they don't, why have there been so many sightings and close experiences? National Paranormal Day is all about trying to answer these and other questions that circle this idea of the paranormal. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Back to the music now. Here's Shakira. Shakira. Heading towards 12 news, but after that, what's the number one thing that people do in the gym that annoys other gym goers? Plus, the publisher based in Carrick Macross hosting a special event in aid of So Sad. That's all on the way. The 11 to 1 show. Not wiping down equipment, using the gym as an office. What is the number one thing people do that annoys other gym goers? Can you think of it? If you think you know what might be the top thing that annoys you. Or if you go to the gym and your head is melted by things people do. Let me know. 86 658 The top 10 is on the way. The best music mix around. Yeah, there's Pink Walk Me Home. Sinead Brazzle here with you till one. And we're talking about the gym. And gym etiquette. And the annoying things that people do at the gym. And why they should stop doing it. And uh, people have weighed in on this by sort of voting on on a scale here. About what the most annoying things are. Can you guess what the number one thing is? Well, number one is not wiping down the equipment after using it. Okay, so that's uh, it's not the number one. It's number 10. People don't like this. They don't, Particularly now. Come on. After COVID and everything, you got to wipe down. Your sweaty, grubby mitts have been all over that. Weight. Barbell. What do they call them? <laughs> you can see I can go to the gym a lot. Uh, that's number one anyway. Or number 10, sorry. Not wiping down the equipment after using it. Uh, this follows closely... With not tidying up after yourself, leaving, you know, weights around the place. Put them back on the rack. Wipe them down, put them back on the rack. Not that hard, you know. But also, health and safety. It's a hazard waiting to happen. Someone's going to trip over them. Next one. Using the gym as your office. Oh, we all know this person. They're trying to conduct a meeting whilst they're on the treadmill. And you're wondering, like, what are they... Are they talking to me? What's happening? No, I don't have the invoices. I don't have... The presentation ready. What's going on? They're there at the treadmill beside you talking away about stuff to do at work. I mean, come on now. Not in the gym. Focus on your workout. Leave your actual work for your place of work. Grunting. (laughs) Breathing too heavily. You know these people that you know I, that's I don't look at I don't actually mind that one because that's probably me I'm not able to lift the thing you know I need to sort of relief for that I'm going to let that one slide the grunting because I probably do that now this I don't like chatting during a class now fair enough beforehand you know before the instructor's doing her thing or doing his thing okay get your chat in lovely once she started the workout stop talking. All I can hear is you having a conversation down the back. I'm trying to focus on, you know, getting my abs ripped or whatever I'm doing. Stop talking. So that's one. If you haven't seen your friend in ages, talk to her after. You know what I mean? Uh, hang, hanging out on the equipment between sets. That's another thing that wrecks people's heads. You know, sitting on the machine and you're kind of chilling out for a bit. Other some, Somebody else is hovering, going, hello, I want to use that. Get off it. Stop scrolling on your phone or whatever you're doing. Blasting music is another one. You're kind of going, right, okay, I I don't appreciate your blast of, I don't know, 
whatever it is like it's just noise coming out of your headphones there you're ruining my buzz I want to bop along to Britney's Gimme More do you know what I mean in my own headphones now I can hear your heavy metal next to me I don't want to hear it so blasting music is another one number one can you think of what the number one thing is in this modern age the number one thing that wrecks people's heads at the gym I'm going to tell you right after celebrity news the buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Crossy. Nancy Cartwright has been talking about getting her part in The Simpsons. Here's what she said. When I first went in to, to audition for Lisa Simpson, because I wasn't told anything about Bart, my agent said, there's this little quirky vignette. Oh, it's a little animated segment. It goes from Tracy Ullman show to a little animated segment to the commercial. And then back to the animated segment and then back to the show. And I'm like, so it's not even a show? And she said, yeah. And I said, oh. So at that point, it was kind of like, well, I'll do it. But it didn't seem like such a big deal to me. But man, was I, that was the smartest decision I ever made. SNL has shut down due to the Writers Guild of America strike. The May 6th episode with Pete Davidson as host is off and repeats will air until further notice. Dermot Kennedy performed a secret gig in the Guinness Storehouse last night. There was about 60 people there and here he is performing Kiss Me. So kiss me the way that you would if we died I'm Crossy. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. A secret gig with Dermot Kennedy and you didn't invite me. I tell you, that Crossy fella would sniff out a celebrity. He really would. Do you want to know what the number one thing is, though, that's annoying people at the gym in this modern age? It's taking selfies. Stop taking selfies at the gym. Stop posing. You know what I mean? Just work out and have fun. Oh, we are having fun here in studio. I am very excited about our next guests because they are very much in, involved in a great event. It's going to be for So Sad Mental Health Charity. It's happening on May 27th. We're going to meet the director of Temple Dark Books. He's been hiding in Carrick Macross. Knew nothing about him until very, very recently. We're going to be chatting to Ron. Also, Baz Black, actor, writer, filmmaker. He's back in studio. He's going to be one of the speakers at this big event. We're going to chat to both of the lads next. The 11 to 1 show. With A publishing company based in Carrick Macross is hoping to raise much needed funds for mental health charity So Sad Ireland. They have produced a beautiful anthology of short stories and poems entitled Channel the Dark. I have it here in my hand. It's absolutely gorgeous. Joining me now to tell us more, a writer and director of Temple Dark Books, uh, Ron Gobi is here and also actor, writer and filmmaker Baz Black who's going to be one of the special guests is with us in studio as well. Guys, how are you getting on? Good, thanks. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Great to have you, Ron. It's so lovely to meet you. Um, you have been hiding away in Carrick McCross I have, yeah, for yeah. a while. I didn't know anything about uh, about what you do. So tell us a little bit about Temple Dark Books. How did that come about? Uh, well, Temple Dark Books was started in late 2020, as I think everyone did in COVID. They got, you know, notions. But <laughs> um, we had our first publication in uh, March 21. I signed um, an Australian author and uh, with a big sci-fi drama and from there then uh, my own books are also published and I've another two American authors uh, I've signed two Irish authors we've got historical fiction horror military sci-fi and of an epic fantasy trilogy coming from another guy next year and mine then is big sci-fi epic space opera as well so 
Yeah, lots, I, lots of titles and very, very busy. You know? Yeah, I yeah. was on the website. My God, it's absolutely jammed. And like you say, uh, space opera is exactly <laughs> yeah. how I would describe it. Yeah, that. huge so, cast and lots going on and uh, aliens and intergalactic warfare and all that sort of stuff, you know. Yeah. So heavily into the sci-fi. But you do yeah. have, as you say, uh, you reckon you are Ireland's only dedicated publisher of speculative fiction novels. So kind yeah. of that's the overall, I suppose, term that encompasses all them. So sci-fi, fantasy, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, speculative fiction, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I've been writing myself for about thirty years, but um, I've noticed, I, well, I, I long noticed over the years that uh, all the the Irish talent was taken up by UK and US publishers, so there wasn't really a place to go in Ireland, and so that was my intention that I wanted to keep it at home and uh, you know keep it here, and that's why it's great to be signing more Irish authors, you know. But we have gone international we say as well with as they with two American authors and an Australian guy as well you know? yeah and there's, so there's mm. lots happening so as you mentioned writer yourself how did you get into the writing and, and what sort of stuff inspires your work well you like space and you like sci-fi <laughs> definitely sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean I um, my first attempt at writing was uh, from an essay in, in school in English class that I didn't want to watch uh, didn't want to write because I hated writing when I was younger mm. so this I was about 16 and from there, I started working, expanding the story from home, which became the foundations of this really a 30-year project, that which is now being published now. You know, the third book is coming out this year. Um, inspiration, I'm inspired by Star Trek. I was absolutely hooked on Star Trek, The Next Generation I in the 90s. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, yeah recorded yeah. every single episode on VHS. <laughs> um, uh, Battlestar Galactica, uh, Frank Herbert's Dune. I love the Dune movies. And... Um, Another series that really inspired me was Fringe. Uh, it was all about fringe science. It was an American okay, sci-fi series, okay. you know. So uh, all that sort of comes together in, in what I've written, you know. Okay, so all the kind of influences and intertwined there. Mm. And you have this uh, fantastic event, which I love. It's called Channel the Dark. It's going to be happening on May 27th, right here in Drogheda. Tell me about this, because the, the concept and the idea behind this is really, really brilliant. I love it. Thanks. Um, yeah, well, the idea is, I mean, to me, my writing means so much without it. I think I'd be like, I'd be lost. You know, I find that I was only saying to Baz earlier that uh, I get a bit antsy if it's gone a couple of weeks without me writing. So it is something that I really, I need to do emotionally, you know. So um, the idea behind Channel the Dark was to get people thinking about how they can direct or redirect their their dark and negative feelings and thoughts and put it into something creative and productive, you know, and whether that's writing or painting or, you know, whatever you do, you know. So Channel the Dark is uh, is about that. And at the event, we're going to have writers. Uh, there'll be uh, Claire Hennessy, Oshin McGann, uh, David Noon, Nicola Pierce, Daniel Wade and myself. And we'll be talking about the benefits of writing for mental health. And of course, Baz will be saying a few words there as well. Absolutely. And before before we, we chat to Baz, um, like you say there, you know, I think we've all experienced our dark times, you know, particularly like I would have myself. And in terms of, you know, OK, I mightn't be talented as a, as a novel writer, but stuff like even just emptying your brain out and writing just whatever is mm. in there in, t- in the forms of journaling has been so, so beneficial for me. So, you know, even people who just don't have a way with words, let's say, can can do something like this. This is kind of something that can be really beneficial. Yeah, yeah. And that's like through the, the people with, uh, with So Sad that I've spoken to about this, you know, we've talked about journaling and there'll be, uh, sisterhood journals will actually uh, she'll be there at the at oh, the event and, yeah. um, so we'll be talking about that that idea of articulating what you're feeling I mean obviously you know the advice from any sort of counselling would be to to get it out as much as you can and talk to people and this is just taking it to another level in terms of uh, elaborating on it you know making stories and putting them into plots and characters with a view I suppose to um sort of therapeutic or cathartic journey for, for your own thoughts and hopefully, hopefully, you know, getting them to, to a happy ending or, you know, uh, moving up to that to that light out of the dark. Oh, know? yeah, I, lo- I love the idea behind that. I really, really do. I want to bring in Baz. He's back from the dead. He's sitting in front of me here after his grisly murder on Kin. I have to chat to you very briefly about Kin because, my goodness, what a series. Are people just like stopping you in the street now at this stage, Baz? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Especially in, in my gym, <laughs> uh, a lot of the, a lot of the 
the out lads coming up to me, you know, saying back from the dead. Um, so many people who I didn't actually think would would be watching Kin coming up to me saying to it, but yeah, shouting on the street and stuff like that. So at least I had a I had a good send off. Oh, you did. You had a great send off. <laughs> but like uh, you know, Ron is saying there, you're no stranger as well to kind of speaking openly about your own experiences with mental health and to be part of something like this event. It must be very important to you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, as a fellow creative and how important it is to get those emotions out in in some form or other. And if you can do that through the expression of words and like you were saying, you don't have to be a creative writer, you know, journaling or just expressing yourself and getting it down on the page um, can be very therapeutic. And uh, I'm the same, you know, as a creative, if I don't get to do and get it out there in in some form or another, um, you know, I I feel very frustrated as an artist. So, yeah, when when Ron told me the concept of this uh, and the meanings behind it and then, you know, the mental health side of it and so sad getting on it, it was definitely ticking all, all the boxes. Uh, for me to get involved yeah completely and um, you know like you are so so busy now I know why he's getting it all out he's cathartic he's getting it all out on the page Uh, but you've written obviously screenplays you've written novels and uh, you had a hugely successful uh, feature film that has been released Uh, you're going to be talking about that as well at the event yeah um yeah getting all the plugs in there no, but, um, yeah it's you know and I've, I've just finished um, my new feature film screenplay actually um, it's a psychological horror this time so very different than, very different, than Dublin yeah. Crust yeah um, kind of going back to my earlier short films that I wrote um, but that is you know what interests me and um, I'll always be a horror fan on that side of things um, but yeah it's just the point of it is as well that like you know getting back to that anybody can do it and not letting anybody tell you what you can and can't do um, as a creative uh, so just like I always see it like you know getting a, a mould of clay and then chipping away in it and, and channeling it down into something that comes from from yourself um, but it is a therapy and the more people who do it then the, the better it's going to be and I'll just be talking about you know uh, at the event, again, not letting anybody dictate what you can and cannot do. Uh, a lot of people will tell you what you can't do and you just have to go out there and show them that it can be done. Oh yeah, definitely, because my God, had you listened to people, God only knows what you'd be doing, Baz. Like I say, he's so busy, he's doing stuff all the time and no doubt there are people who are saying to you, you know, oh, that won't work or maybe do another few short films there, Baz, before you do your feature film and, and look at you now, you have it done and it's, and it's ready to rock. And I think a lot of people will really benefit from from listening to you, absolutely. Uh, Ron, great to have uh, Baz on, on board for something like this, absolutely, you know, yeah, yeah. A, a, an absolute example of, you know, as you say, the creativity and, you know, put and pen to paper and getting stuff out there the man's churning stuff out the whole time yeah yeah <laughs> so uh, talk to me about this beautiful anthology that I have it's called Channel the Dark and you I was expecting a small little volume <laughs> of short stories this is quite the tome so you've got quite a number of authors in this yeah so as well as the authors that uh, that Temple Dark has published to date uh, we got submissions from other authors I think there are eight in total mm-hmm. and we have short stories and poems in the volume um, so it was great to get them all together and some of them have sort of an analogous or allegorical feel to them in terms of their own sort of psychological journey, you know, but um, we have our own authors then giving some insights into the emotions behind what they have uh, already published as well as some of them have written new stories as well. So there's there's lots in it, you know. It's uh, There is. I'm just, and I flicked open, just before we came on air, I flicked open and I have to mention this because I'm a massive film fan, as you know. And there's a brilliant quotation at the start and people who are fans of Batman will love this. It goes, Why do we fall, Bruce? so that we can learn to pick ourselves up and that's Thomas Wayne from Batman Begins and it's just absolutely brilliant and of course then Michael Caine mentions it again in, yeah, in the movie yeah. to, to, That's to one of my favourite quotes from it It's yeah, and it's very very important you know and I think it's that uh, it's that sort of resilience that, that we want to get across in this you know and rather than sort of uh, you know, allowing the, the the darkness, so to speak, to to take over you. It's to do something good with it, and that's that's what we hope to to get across. We, we're starting a a hashtag channel the dark campaign, yes. and the idea of that is across across everyone's uh, own social media platforms. Um, they introduce themselves, say what they do creatively, whether it's writing or or arty or you know art stuff or whatever it is, and um, uh, what they're you know what their activity means to them for their mental health 
and then just hashtag Channel the Dark. But we want everyone to call out three other creatives that they know and keep and it keep going. Keep it going. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's a great idea. And it's so, so important. And the whole thing, the name of it, it feeds into that as well. And mm. this is something that you hope to build on. You hope to do this kind of year on year when things are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, submissions are already open for volume two of Channel the Dark. Um, I, I have submit some submissions in already and that's completely open. Uh, initially, it was only, you know, let's keep it only Irish. And that mm-hmm. will be my priority, my priority from the point of view of the contributors. But um, it, it's open to anyone, you know. Um, we also have a cover art competition. The oh, wow, cover yeah. art for that was done by... This is beautiful. Yeah. yeah, Becca Bjork in the States. And, and she does. She has done a few of our covers so far. But um, she contributed that then herself. But uh, that competition is open for any Irish contributors as well. If the, the, You'll get all this on the, uh, the Channel the Dark webpage on okay. com anyway. Perfect. So that's where all the details are. Mm. And you have a few people that you want to thank. A lot of people supported this and, and sponsored you along the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, my uh, major sponsor is David McNally, a pharmacist. Um, I was speaking with David yesterday out in Kingscourt and he's been a great help and really, really appreciate his help in making this, uh, in get, uh, getting this to come together. Um, and uh, Jennifer Matthews then down in Lettertech in, in County Cork. She helped me um, with the design and put everything together. And then a good friend of mine, Brian Mungi, his company Token of Thought, he's, he started doing some design work and he built the cover. So we got original art and then we had to build the cover to the specifications, which always wrecks my head. So yeah. it's great to have someone else to do it. It would be a minefield to me when <laughs> you just saying it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And in terms of the, the event itself, do you want people to sign up or to register or, could, or do they just show up or how does that work? Um, yeah, there's a registration page. The, the tickets are free. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, So it's on Eventbrite and you'll find the Channel the Dark. Again, it's linked on the Channel the Dark page on the website. But uh, my my wife uh, uh, will be catering the event 2020 patisserie oh. and she's doing a lovely brunch. So that's why we need numbers, <laughs> so, yes. you know, to make sure there's enough food for everyone. Um, and that's uh, in the Millmount Museum in Drada on May 27th at 10 a.m. A talented uh, couple. You got the writer, you got the creativity, you got the woman in the kitchen cooking all this amazing stuff. Oh, she's I mean, incredibly like, busy. Yeah, she's like she caters weddings and everything. So she's doing. It's okay, great, so yeah. it's top notch food. Top oh, notch food. Yeah. Um, Baz, for anybody out there that might you know be kind of thinking, oh, you know. I have an idea. I've got something I'm burning to get out. Something like this event would be a great way to kind of kickstart that creativity. Definitely, yeah. Um, going to these events and just hearing, you know, people's stories and and you'll find a lot of writers and creatives. Um, they all start with that mentality, thinking that they couldn't do it because you know they may have been suppressed and told that they they couldn't do something like that. Um, so yeah, something to to network and talk with fellow people, and it'll just give you that little bit of uh, motivation to, to get started uh, and anybody can do it you know that's the thing about it there there is obviously the technicalities of it but anybody can start writing and then you learn as as you go um, and if it's helping in the mental health side of things then that's an added bonus but everybody has a story you know yes and everybody has a unique unique story and they do say write about what you know so if you can apply something along the lines of what's happening in your life and get it out onto the page then um, it's definitely the creative choice to go Absolutely and don't fear that blank page isn't that it because a lot of people fear it and write about what you know and things will come absolutely I think the idea is fantastic I think what you're doing Ron is is a really brilliant idea it's going to help an awful lot of people I thank you both so so much for, for taking the time out to join me today Thank you very much. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks a million. Thank Ron and Baz there. The event, Channel the Dark, May 27th, Mill Mount. It's in Drada from 10am to 2pm. Tickets are on Eventbrite. If you just search up Channel the Dark, you'll find all the details there. And proceeds and everything is going to So Sad Ireland. The 11 to 1 show. There's Keen with Everybody's Changing. I am still chatting to the brilliant Baz and Ron here as the song is going on. Fantastic. May 27th. Put it in your diary. It's going to be an absolutely brilliant event. Now it is time for this. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes. Backed by Gosh Energy. Replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes. Visit localheroes.ie. Ganson Building requires project managers, engineers and foremen in the Meath area to apply. Please contact Stephen at Ganson.ie. The Castletown Road Post Office Dundalk requires a part-time post office assistant to apply. Please email your CV to postmaster.castletownroad at gmail.com. 
James Young Interiors are looking for an experienced qualified upholsterer. They're located five minutes from Swords, just off the OR132. To apply, please email info at jamesinteriors.ie. Progressive Genetics are looking to recruit manual milk recorders in Louth and Meath. To apply, please email your CV to jobs at progressivegenetics.ie or you can call Louise. She's on 87 IFM Limited Mullins Croston Lear requires a full-time Arctic driver. You must have a valid clean driver's licence and CE licence. To apply, please email careers at ifm.ie. McCann and Byrne require a wood machinist or for a modern timber mill in the Meath area. Please apply with your CV info at mccannandburn.ie. So that's M-A-C-C-A-N-N and burn.ie. And the Kayla Mentoring requires volunteer mentors across Meath and Drogheda area to apply contact Maxine. She's Maxine at lakayla.ie. Don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job search lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search Ed Sheeran, eyes closed on LMFM's 11 to 1 getting back to some of your messages very shortly and I've got tickets to Rockathon to give away The 11 to 1 show we were talking earlier on about the in-laws and is it, you know, still in a nice custom to ask their permission to marry their daughter or is it sort of outdated? Neven Dundalk says, my husband asked my dad and mam. They said they couldn't make that decision for me. But if I said yes, they were happy enough. That's a great one. That is a great response. Uh, John, John phoned in to say, in the mid 70s, I asked my girlfriend's mother, could I bring her down to my place? She said, you'll have to ask her father, in which I did. They did not ask had I money or land. The one thing the father did say before I got engaged was I don't mind you bringing her down but if you do any harm to her I'll bloody kill you. Nothing ever happened to my wife. We're still very happily married together says John. Thank you so much for that John and I don't think it's necessary but it is still a nice custom just establishes a bit of a bond with the in-laws says another message. My fiance didn't ask the in-laws I think if uh, you want to it's fine but there's no need says Steph. Thank you so much for all of those messages. Now Getting back to our VIP tickets, entry to Rockathon, free camping, private VIP area. I was asking you to finish the line of this classic rock star. I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the bandango? That's what I was looking for, Scaramouche, Scaramouche. Your spellings were excellent, by the way. Fair play to you. It was, of course, Bohemian Rhapsody Queen. Patrick Smith in Kells, you are getting those VIP tickets to Rockathon. There's the four of us with Mary. Just before we finish up, I want to let you know that tomorrow on the show, I am going to be chatting to boxing legend Deirdre Gogarty. I caught up with her yesterday evening. She's living in the States at the moment, but she is coming home to Drogheda for a very, very special event happening later on this month. As well as that, she's going to be sitting ringside for Katie Taylor's fight. So I had lots and lots to chat about with Deirdre. So we're going to bring you all of that on tomorrow's show. Thank you so much to everybody who contributed. Thank you so much for your company. I'll chat to you again tomorrow. The 11 to 1 show. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.